Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. a few things against you because you allow that woman Jezebel who calls herself a prophetess to teach and seduce my servants to commit sexual immorality and eat things sacrificed to idols and I gave her time to repent of her sexual immorality and she did not repent even even here we see mercy he says I I gave her time to to turn away from that stuff, and she didn't do it. When we experience the judgment of God, we tend to respond with a victim mentality. We label God as cruel and uncaring. That simply isn't the nature of God. As Pastor Robert reminds us in today's message, God does not rush to judgment. He extends mercy far beyond what man deserves. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert with today's message. We're picking up our study in verse 18 of Revelation chapter 2, if you'll read it with me. The Apostle John again in exile, in prison, more or less, on the island of Patmos, given a vision by God, Jesus writing letters to seven different churches, and to the angel of the church in Thyatira write, these things says the Son of God, who has eyes like a flame of fire, and his feet like fine brass, I know your works, love, service, faith, and your patience. And as for your works, the last are more than the first. Nevertheless, I have a few things against you because you allow that woman Jezebel who calls herself a prophetess to teach and seduce my servants to commit sexual immorality and eat things sacrificed to idols. And I gave her time to repent of her sexual immorality and she did not repent. Indeed, I will cast her into a sickbed and those who commit adultery with her into great tribulation unless they repent of their deeds. I will kill her children with death, and all the churches shall know that I am he who searches the minds and hearts, and I will give to each one of you according to your works. Now I say to you and to the rest in Thyatira, as many as who do not have this doctrine, who have not known the depths of Satan, as they say, I will put on you no other burden, But hold fast what you have till I come. And he who overcomes and keeps my works until the end, to him I will give power over the nations. He shall rule them with a rod of iron. They shall be dashed to pieces like potter's vessels, as I also have received from my Father. 
and I will give him the morning star. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Now, you know, the way Jesus introduces himself in each of these letters gives us a hint at the tone that he's choosing to take with that particular church. If you remember to the persecuted church, he introduced himself as the first and the last who was dead and came to life. With this church, he presents himself very differently. He says, these things says the Son of God, who has eyes like a flame of fire and his feet like fine brass. In other words, he lets them know that he's confronting them as their judge. The imagery is intimidating rather than comforting. Eyes aflame, cutting through the superficial facade that we all tend to set forth for other people to see. Feet like brass, like a hardened metal. That was the hardest thing they had in those days. Crushing rebellion. You know, last week I brought out a double-edged sword to give you guys the full visual effect. But since I can't shoot fire out of my eyes, you're just going to have to use your imagination today. Suffice it to say that the picture of himself, which Jesus presents to the church at Thyatira, is even more fierce than the one he presented to the church at Pergamos. And yet he begins, like he usually does, with commendations. He tells them he knows their works. He knows their love. He knows their service, their their ministry, in other words. He knows their faith and, and their patience or their perseverance. And he acknowledges that their works are greater now than they were at the beginning. In other words, they're growing. And I was thinking about that. It's a little chilling in a way because to maybe put it in a perspective that you and I can relate to. He's like, I I see it. I know your food ministry is awesome. It's growing. What you're doing with the kids at Beach High, that's so cool. I love it. All the outreach endeavors, the radio ministry, all this, this is really good. You guys love one another. Your faith is commendable. You've persevered. on On the surface, they look pretty solid, but he says, there's a big problem. Verse 20, Not what you want to hear from Jesus, by the way. Nevertheless, I have a few things against you because you allow that woman Jezebel, who calls herself a prophetess, to teach and seduce my servants to commit sexual immorality and eat things sacrificed to idols. And I gave her time to repent of her sexual immorality, and she did not repent. Even even here, we see mercy. He says, I I gave her time to to turn away from that stuff, and she didn't do it. Now, now this this is harsh, this passage, but it's necessary. You know, from the wording, by the way, it seems like Jesus is actually calling out the pastor's wife. The word that he used, the Greek word that he used, it's translated right here, that woman. It's it's usually that wife. You you allow that, that wife. And remember, to the angel of the church, he's writing, we believe, to the pastor. He's, he's confronting the leadership. You're letting stuff go on that you shouldn't be allowing. Now, Jezebel probably wasn't actually your name because Jezebel was a notoriously evil woman from Israel's history and, and probably would not have been such a popular name, you know, to name one's daughter by, by this time. 
First Kings 16.30 introduces us to the real Jezebel, after whom this woman is called. It says, now Ahab, the son of Omri, did evil in the sight of the Lord. Ahab was a king of Israel, more than all who were before him. And it came to pass as though it had been a trivial thing for him to walk in the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, that he took as wife Jezebel, the daughter of Ethbaal, king of the Sidonians. And he went and served Baal and worshiped him. Then he set up an altar for Baal in the temple of Baal, which he had built in Samaria. And Ahab made a wooden image. Ahab did more to provoke the Lord God of Israel to anger than all the kings of Israel who were before him. And one of the biggest things that he did to provoke God was to marry Jezebel, according to this passage. The Bible goes on to tell us that Queen Jezebel made it her goal to annihilate all the true prophets in Israel and to totally corrupt the nation by turning it to Baal worship, which included all kinds of sexual immorality and perversion. Apparently, the pastor's wife in Thyatira was cut from the same cloth. Or to put it another way, she was being influenced by the same demonic spirits that, spirits that held sway over that ancient Queen Jezebel. She was calling herself a prophetess. Footnote. Always be a little bit leery of anyone who calls themselves a prophet or a prophetess. That always freaks me out. If other people are calling them prophet, other people are saying, what a prophetess, okay. At least, you know. But when they want to give themselves that title, it's not a good sign, ever. This woman was seducing people into sexual sin and spiritual compromise. She was unrepentant, according to the Bible. And the leadership of the church wasn't taking appropriate action. By the way, Jesus gave us very clear instructions in the Bible regarding how to confront open sin in his church. In Matthew 18, 15, Jesus said, moreover, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. Step number one, go face to face in private, not to somebody else so that you can complain, not to somebody else to gather support for yourself. I'll go in private. We are so glad you joined us for today's edition of Main Thing Radio. Pastor Robert will be back with another message from God's Word soon. But in the meantime, we'd like to invite you to peruse our website, MainThingRadio.com. Right now, we'd like to take a minute to tell you how you can support the ministry of Main Thing Radio. God has been using Main Thing Radio as a powerful tool to reach people with the gospel, and He has given us a vision to expand our ministry and reach this earthly mission field with His message of hope and forgiveness. But just as with any ministry, there are significant costs involved in producing professional quality radio broadcasts. Would you prayerfully consider partnering with us in our continuing ministry here at Main Thing Radio? With a gift of $15 or more, we'll send you a copy of The Jesus Style by Gail Irwin. Used as a textbook in many seminaries, The Jesus Style shows how the example of Jesus is one after which each Christian should model their own life. 
This inspiring book is yours as our way of saying thank you for your devotion to Main Thing Radio. For more information or to contribute, please visit MainThingRadio.com and click Donate at the top of the page. From all of us at Main Thing Radio, we want to say thank you for joining us for today's message. Be sure to tune in again right here on Main Thing Radio.